Hey guys, on today's episode, I am going to be talking about what to do when triggers hit and how to take out the shame because when we feel shame, it really keeps us stuck and paralyzed and unable to move forward. So I want to talk to you today about how we can use our triggers to help us grow and to become better people because they happen to everyone. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am your host, Melissa Oatman from MelissaOatman.com. If you're new, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I wanted to talk to you about what to do when you get triggered because we all do. I am a person who still gets triggered every day in my life, and there are certain areas of my life that I still get triggered because those were areas in my life where I experienced the most trauma. And for me, relationships, that's a biggie. And I've talked about it before on the podcast. Most of you already know that. But it's one area where I feel like, okay, I've healed things, and then something else comes up. And it's something that I always have to actively be looking for. And I have to be vigilant and not about not falling back into old patterns of behavior. But we are spirits here having a human experience. And that means as humans and having this human experience, we're all going to make mistakes. It happens. What we have to learn how to do is to not beat ourselves up and to go into that shame cycle when that happens. Because I was listening to someone recently who was talking about how when you feel shame, it blocks off your logical and reasoning part of the brain. And that prevents you from being able to really look at the situation and say, okay, why is this happening? What's going on? And I remember Finney and Kelly, our guests from the other day, mentioned that we need to always be curious. So instead of falling into the victim mode and saying, Why is this always happening to me? Why can't I have a healthy relationship? Why can't I stop eating? Why can't I stop doing this or that? We have to look at it with curiosity and say, okay, why is this happening? And for me, the trigger is, okay, there's still a part of you that has this abandonment issue that you really still need to look at. You know, you thought you healed it, and for the most part, it was, But this trigger comes up to show you that, hey, there's still this little piece here that you need to work on. And I'd gotten lazy. I'm going to admit it. I had been lazy. I stopped doing the everyday work of working on that particular aspect of myself. And I am calling myself out. And I will be the first person to do that. I am not perfect. I will never, ever sit here and tell you that I'm perfect and you should follow everything I do and expect your life to be perfect because that's not the case. I'm also having a human experience and it's sometimes really difficult. Relationships are hard. It's two people and each person is 100% responsible for their own actions in the relationship. But I feel like we've come to an age where people are disposable. Somehow, we've gotten to a place in society where people think it's easier just to throw things away and get something new than it is to work on what you already have. We're in this age where everyone wants to just be able to take a pill, quick fix, and to do all that. But you can't do that. You have to do the work. You can't skip the work. 
the thing is, you can just get out of a relationship and move on to the next one. But if you don't heal yourself and you don't do the work, you're going to have the same relationship next time because you didn't break the pattern. And that's where that shame comes in and it keeps us stuck because we can beat ourselves up and we can say, why did I do that? Why did I say this? Why did I do that? Why couldn't I have been better? But the problem with that is when you get into that shame cycle, there's no looking at logical solutions. We lose the curiosity. Instead of saying, what was I supposed to learn? We say, oh, here I am. I do this all the time. I'm so stupid. I can't believe I did it again. I sabotaged something again. Now what? There's nothing useful about doing that. But we are so programmed that when a trigger hits and we don't respond the way that we wanted to, when we feel like we've fallen backwards because we didn't do what we know we should have done, we based our decisions on fear instead of love. When we do that, and then we start blaming ourselves because we should have known better, we go down that shitting all over ourselves. I should have said that. I should have done this. Why didn't I do this? But those things don't help. What we need to start doing when you get triggered by something is to say, what was this teaching me? Because there's always a lesson in it. And the truth is, things don't always work out in the real world. They just don't. I always feel like when that happens, the universe is trying to show me something. It's a lesson. And I always want to look for the lesson. Like, what, what was this about? Why did this happen? What am I supposed to be learning? And for me, it was, you need to go back and do more work. Like, you're not ready. You haven't done enough. It's like layers of an onion. You peel one thing and something else pops up. These things don't pop up to torture you. It feels like it does. I get it. It sucks when things don't work out. And it hurts because you have all of these things you've invested. And if that job didn't work out, if the diet didn't work out, if that relationship didn't work out, it hurts. It sucks. You feel like a failure. But you're not a failure and we need to stop looking at it like that. This is just about learning. I was watching The Secret the other day. I just decided I wanted to watch something that wasn't just garbage TV. So I was looking for something enlightening and The Secret came on and I'd never watched it. You know, I've read some things from The Secret, but I never actually watched the special. So I decided to sit down and watch it. And everything that they were talking about made so much sense to me. It's really all about the law of attraction, but... What I realized is, even though I thought that I was focusing on all the things I wanted in my life, in truth, there were still parts of me that were saying things like, oh, I hope this doesn't happen. And every time we focus on what we don't want, like instead of saying I'm going to be debt free, because you have the word debt in there, it's like we're calling in more of that into our experience. So instead, we have to change how we talk and how we think. And that's really hard because we're literally fighting our biology. For me, not feeling 
insecure sometimes is fighting my biology because growing up, I was so insecure. I was just an average looking kid growing up and in junior high, of course, the pimples came and the braces and all of those things and I was very awkward looking and you look back now and laugh, but I felt very insecure in school and it was hard for me to make close friends. I had friends, but never really like a lot of close friends. That was always really hard for me. And I think a big part of that is because if I had close friends and I had to bring them home or I'd want to bring them home so they could spend the night and I didn't want them to see what my life was like at home. I love my parents, don't get me wrong, but you don't want to bring somebody home when a mom's so stressed out at work and she's coming home and screaming, like that's embarrassing. And having someone point out all of your flaws, that does a lot to you. I absolutely believe that our parents do the best job that they think they can, but it's a secular thing. They learn from their parents. And I know that my grandpa was super critical and mean to my mom. And I know that when she would point things out, it was like to make me better. But what it really did was make me insecure. So I grew up, even though like people will say like, oh my gosh, you seem so confident and you have your own podcast and you wrote a book and all of this. There's still this little girl who thinks she wasn't good enough, that she was never going to be able to do enough or do the right things to make her parents happy. There's still this little girl who feels like a burden, who feels like, why would anybody want to be with you? Because you don't do everything right. You have flaws, you're not perfect. And that's a trigger for me that I've had to overcome. Nobody in my life is telling me you're not good enough or you're not perfect. It's my own critical inner voice telling me. My parents never even said you're not good enough. It was just the cues they gave you growing up. And again, even now, like I realize I did that to my own kids, you know, like, oh, you need to get all A's in school if I would have a B or two. Well, why can't you get the grades your brother gets? You take that as you're growing up as a cue that you're not enough. You didn't do enough. And I can write 50 books and they can be bestsellers. And that's not going to make that go away. That's something that I have to deal with internally. And that's what happened to me the other day was I was triggered in that you're not enough thing. And I don't even really know what triggered it. There wasn't really, you wouldn't think the thing that happened to me would have triggered it, but it did. And it caused a whole catastrophic events that led up after that, which was just insane. But I knew it was the universe's way of getting my attention and saying, hey, you got to deal with this. This is not completely gone. And I'm thankful for the lesson. I really am. And that sounds weird, but it's just like Finian said the other day, 
when things don't go right, we should be thankful because it's actually trying to teach us something and show us something, and it's true. And listening to The Secret the other day, we can dwell on the negative and we can be sad and it's okay to feel your emotions. You need to, you need to process them. But then don't spend too much time there. Ask yourself, what was this teaching me? What was this about? Do some journaling work with that. Or if you don't like writing, I've had clients before that I've been working with and they'll just say, I don't like to write. Do I have to do the journaling part? You don't have to write it out. A lot of people like writing. I know many of my listeners are really great writers, but you don't have to write. If you have a voice memo program on your phone, just talk your thoughts out. The whole point of the writing is to get you thinking and reflecting about what is causing this. Why is this happening? And when you can start looking at it, when you can shift it, and we can start looking at what was the purpose of this? Why did it happen? Because it happened for a reason. Yeah, you can say, I wish I could go back and turn back time and not have said that stupid thing. It doesn't matter. It was meant to happen. You would have said it again in the future anyway, because the universe was trying to get your attention and trying to get you to look at yourself. When things are happening outward, it usually means it's time to look inward because there's something going on within you. And a lot of us, you know, we think we've got everything under control, yet we still try to step in and control things instead of just allowing it to be. And that's exactly one of the things that happened for me. Instead of just allowing it and going with the flow and just being happy, you know, oh my gosh, can't be happy, right? But that's, I mean, that's it. That's the key. Stop stressing and worrying over things you can't change. And instead, try to go with the flow and try to be happy and see how things show up for you. And when those triggers come, don't beat yourself up. Don't start that cycle of shame because shame is a completely useless emotion. It's not helping you. It's actually keeping you from being able to go in and think about logically what happened. Why did I do this? How can I prevent myself from doing this again in the future? And that's what it's all about. It's about learning how to look at things, how to look at situations and go, okay, why did I do this? I'll tell you what, most of the time it was fear-based thinking. It really was fear. Oh my gosh, just such a horrible thing. I hate fear, but here it is. We have to deal with it. And it can either mean face everything and rise or forget everything and run. And running away from your problems It's not going to solve your problems. You're just going to have a different problem show up because you avoided the lesson or you thought you did. I've got news for you. You can't avoid the lesson. The universe knows where you live. You cannot avoid the lesson. It'll get delivered certified mail on your doorstep if you avoid it. They're going to bring it to you one way or another. So you can either forget everything and run and run away from your problems Or you can face everything and rise. You can say, all right, what was this all about? And how can I fix it? 
How can I make this better? You know, the thing is, when you're dealing with people and you have relationships, you've got to understand that everyone is flawed. If you go into a relationship thinking you have the perfect partner, you're just kidding yourself. No one is perfect. You have flaws. Your partner's going to have flaws. Instead of going in and looking at, they did this to hurt me. They did this to that. That is fear-based thinking. Look at it as, why did this happen? Why did they do this? Try to put yourself in the other person's shoes. Because that is what love would do. Love would say, I don't understand this, but I want to. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out why you feel the way you do and why am I feeling the way I do and can we fix it? And sometimes things are not fixable and that's okay too. You can still release someone in love and be amicable and it not be this big blown up, drawn out thing. It doesn't have to be. I don't really understand why we've become this society where if we don't agree, I hate you and so you go do your thing and I hope I never see your face again. I don't know. I don't get that. I really, I don't understand. I really don't. Because honestly, I've been friends with everyone I've ever broken up with. Even the ex who tormented me. We still ended up being able to be amicable towards the end when my kids were older. Yeah, there was a lot of struggle leading up to that. But I started changing the way that I behaved with him. And that's what made the difference. I fully... 100% will take responsibility if I've done something wrong. And I'm absolutely willing to change because I know that I don't always do everything right. I know that. I know I'm imperfect. And I fully accept that. And I fully take responsibility when I do things that maybe hurt others or are not of the highest intention or integrity. And I am willing to change what I do because I know that this is a test. This is learning. This is growth. And I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid to change. I understand that I have to. So when you get a trigger, don't run away from it. Lean into it. Instead of running and saying, oh, here this is again. I'm going to avoid it. I don't want this to happen. Don't do that. Lean into it and face it. Because the sooner you face it and can say, okay, what, what is this about? Why did this get to me again? We can start to heal that. And we can start to change our ways of behaving. Because the truth is, we didn't learn in school how to interact in relationships. You did with teacher-student relationships, but no one ever taught you, hey, when you're dealing with a person and they do this, you should do this. We didn't get taught that in school. And it's absolutely the most important thing in life, and we're not taught. And I was also reading, I was watching The Secret, and they were talking about how a lot of people will say, well, I come from a dysfunctional family. My father was an alcoholic, or uh, my mom did drugs, or my parents were never there, or I came from a single mom family. We had just dysfunction everywhere. And the person said, 85% of families are dysfunctional. 85%, that's huge. And he said... A dysfunctional family 
doesn't keep you stuck. It doesn't cause you to go down this path of all of these bad things happening to you. It can if you let it. Or you can stop making that your excuse and you can say, you know what? I know I came from a dysfunctional family and I know I need to behave differently. And some of the ways we can do that are by shifting the way we think and the way we see things. If we see things as always happening for us, for our benefit, things change dramatically because you're no longer the victim. You're no longer not in control. When things are always happening for us. And sometimes at the time, you may not understand why, but I guarantee you it's for your benefit. Just like for me, I know that it's beneficial to me because it's getting me back on my path of continuing to work on myself, which I had gotten away from. And I know I have. I've been busy and that's not an excuse. And the universe will get your attention in a lot of different ways. And if it needs to be dramatic, it will be. But when that trigger happens, when that thing you didn't expect to happen happens, instead of going to that place of number one, shame, why did I do that? I caused this, all of that, just stop that. Okay, when that starts to happen, stop those thoughts. And instead, shift them to curiosity. Okay, why did I do this? Why did this happen? Not in a blaming way, not why did you do this, but why did I do that? What was that about? How can I stop doing that? Is there something I need to change about myself? Bring the curiosity to it. And number two, don't run away from it. You can try to avoid it. You can try to avoid the lesson. It's going to come right back at you. If it's a job, if you quit that one and get a new one, you're going to have the same problems in a new job if you're not facing something that's a trigger. If you're trying to lose weight and you had one diet and you quit it and you start another one, you're going to have the same results. It's about changing your behavior and your thinking. And that doesn't happen by just changing the person, changing the job, changing the diet. You're not changing anything. The root causes are still there. The good news is you can change. You can shift. That's one of the main things I do when I coach people is we work on those beliefs about ourselves, those beliefs about weight, the beliefs about money, the beliefs about their own self-confidence. We shift all of that. And it works. People see dramatic change not because they had this million-dollar diet, but because they, sh they shifted the way they saw their body and the choices they made, and everything just sort of falls into place. But you have to do the work. You have to. There's no magic pill you can take. There's no magic one meditation you can do. You have to do the work. You have to go within and you have to look at yourself and say, why, why, why is this happening? What am I supposed to learn? How can I change the way that I show up? What can I do differently? 
And that's what I've been doing the last few days is just looking at myself and saying to myself, why did this happen? How can I make myself better? How can I fix it for myself? I can't control the other person. You can't control other people, but I can control myself. I can look at myself and make myself a better person. Because I know that I never ever have a malicious intent. When I'm in a relationship, it's never my goal to hurt anyone, ever. So when that happens, it's because I need to look at the trigger that showed up for me. It's that little girl poking her head out and saying, hey, I'm still here. And it's me needing to love my own inner child to help her realize that, you know what? You are worthy of love. You're deserving. There is someone out there who's going to love you. There are people out there who do love you. Same for you guys. When those things happen, you need to show yourself more kindness and more compassion. Because you of all people deserve love, kindness, and compassion. You're not broken. You're not unlovable. You're not unfixable. You are deeply loved. You just have to start seeing your own worth and your own value. Just like I have to continue to see mine. Going out and making a million dollars, selling 50,000 books, that doesn't define your worth. That's not going to make you feel better. The material things, the outer things, the worldly things will not heal you. It's the internal. It's the internal stuff. And you deserve love. You are lovable. And I want you to know that I deeply and completely love each and every one of you, even if I have never met you before in my life. We are all connected. We are all one. And the sooner we realize that, the sooner we will start treating people with more respect and treating them better. And like they're not like they're disposable and they make one mistake, you just cart them to the side. We would realize that relationships, those are important. It's why we came here. We came here to experience love in all of its forms. And part of that is sitting with someone and saying, okay, this is broken. How can we fix it? How can we make this better? And so if your broken relationship is with yourself, I hope that you'll take the time to fix it and to make it better. And there are so many amazing resources out there. One of the quickest and easiest resources you can find, and I, I did this on purpose, I wanted to make it something that was affordable for everyone and accessible to everyone, is my 10-day intensive self-love course. It's a combination of online lessons and videos and you do journaling and it is there to help you figure out what stories you've been telling about yourself and how you can eliminate those stories and change them 
and make them better stories so that you feel better and you love yourself more. And when you love yourself more and you feel better, you attract better things. You really do. And I want only the best for each and every one of you. So if you want to work with me or if you want to buy one of my courses, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. You can even book a free discovery call with me. When you click on my homepage, melissaoatman.com, there's a book a free discovery call button. Click on it, pick a date and time. We'll meet through Zoom and I just find out a little bit about you and what your goals are and what you want and how I might best be able to help you reach those goals. Or you can purchase one of my courses online. Those are also on the homepage. You can read more about them and see if one of them might be a good fit for you. Again, that 10-day intensive self-love course is absolutely a wonderful place to start. It's only $20 and it's yours to keep forever. So you don't have to take 10 days to go through it. You can go through it in three months or a year, however long it takes. Learning, there's no expiration date and there's no timetable. It's at your own pace, which is how it should be. All right, guys. Well, I wanted to pull a card for you today. And so I pulled a card from Colette Baron reeds Goddess Power Oracle Deck. And the card that I pulled is Epona, which is wise leadership. Stepping into the world with a sense of surety and positive self-worth is what's called for now. Epona, the Celtic Roman horse goddess of leadership and guidance, offers you her wisdom. Know that you have what it takes to lead it. Excuse me, to heed it. You can do anything you place your intention on, and you'll find it easy to accomplish what's needed for your intentions to take form. Whether you are aware of this or not, the way you manage your accomplishments and even the way you handle failures and losses is modeling the way forward for others. There is a wisdom growing within you, being true to who you are and placing integrity and humility equal to enthusiasm makes you a wise leader indeed, one that the goddess Epona is so proud of. All right, I love that. It is true, you know, the way that you react and respond to triggers, you're setting an example when you shift the way you respond to things. You're not just healing yourself, you're healing your entire lineage, your family's DNA, so that future generations are better. And I love that. That's the greatest thing about healing is it's not just about you, you're healing your entire family. All right, guys, I want to thank you so much for being here with me today. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. If you could leave me some stars on iTunes, I would so appreciate it. Also, don't forget to follow me on social media. I go live Mondays at 630 Central on Facebook, where I do free card reading. If you show up for a live, I'll pull a card especially for you. And if you would like to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. There you'll see all the services I offer and you can purchase a session directly from the website and then contact me to schedule it. I hope you guys are having a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. Please know that I am always, always sending you so much love and light. I hope that you have beautiful things on the way to you and that you are choosing to see the blessings in your life. I am sending you love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.